Hello everyone and welcome to your uncle's beach house episode 37 and I am Jackson I'm joined by M as usual 37 37 thank you I thought you were gonna do it before so trip me up uh, <laughs> we're joined by a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm uh, Liv. I'm I'm back once again. Welcome back. Yeah. I gotta say, Kaiba feels like another person did that podcast, and that was just six months ago. <laughs> Is that really, really just six months ago? Yeah. Are you sure we didn't? This file's from October of 2020. We, we watched scroll... Kaiba in October. Yeah. I mean, we probably watched in September, but we recorded on October 4th. Let's scroll up like three things, and there's the Kaiba <laughs> file. <laughs> What the fuck is that? I mean, I st- time's broken. I finished Kingdom Hearts 3 during lockdown. Yeah, I know. Well, that feels like a million years ago. It was. Ah! Uh, well, today, we're here to talk about Aria the Animation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a 2005 adaptation of manga. Uh, with a Wikipedia page, I don't have up. <laughs> okay, I will do this. Uh, the manga is written and illustrated by Kozue Amano. It has been going uh, for a long time, on and off. Uh, no, it's is it ended or is there more after that? Let's see. It the seems thing like it is, ended. Yeah. yeah, the thing with this is that there's like 700 little pieces of Aria media. But mm-hmm. anyway, the manga uh, started in 2001 and ended in 2008. Um, it is supposedly really well regarded. Uh, there's been multiple... Uh, Multiple shows based on this. We're watching the first one, Aria the Animation, which aired in 2005. uh, Written and directed by Junichi Sato, uh, who is the guy what made the first two seasons of Sailor Moon uh, before Ikuhara took over. And then went on to work on Ojimado Doremi and uh, Princess Totu. Both shows that are on my to-watch list. I was going to say, I know that name. Yeah. Uh, also, is the chief director of Sergeant Frog, which is just around. I think I've seen enough anime that I could probably enjoy Sergeant Frog at this point. Yeah, I think you're there. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yes, this this is a, an anime that has multiple OVAs and shows and movies. There's like a movie coming out this year. Um, Aria stuff. Uh, like same cast and crew, basically. Um, like one of the voice actresses died, but that's it. It's still the same people otherwise. Rip. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the um, uh, Tomoko Kawakami who voiced Athena because she, she was the voice of uh, Utena. She died in oh. 2011. Oh, damn. Yeah, yes. damn, that sucks. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we're watching the first uh, s- series, 13 episodes. We're here. We did it. Jackson, what's yeah. it about? <laughs> it's about uh, a group of, um, <laughs> I was making sure they, they, they uh, Udine, right? That's the term for what they do. Yes, yes, that is uh, how they say it. I don't think that's how you would say that in our language. <laughs> yeah, I kept saying that's, that's Undine, a, but yes. It's like I was like, is this a? Is this a? I didn't know. Like, this is probably a. You know, that's, that's you know, that's a word for water that doesn't come from J- Japan. Yes, but they do say Undine, so I guess we'll just say Undine. I feel like that makes sense. <laughs> that was what I was hesitating on. Not the yes. premise of the show, which is extremely simple. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which is in the future uh, on Aqua, which I am told is Mars. <laughs> um, and uh, they have turned it basically into Venice. Uh, and so there's a bunch of canals. And it's this beautiful water paradise uh, where our main characters live. And uh, they are um uh working on like they're they're trying to train to like become people who run the gondolas yes uh and the gondolas are like 
you know, they're mostly just they're just gondolas, and they are treated this way, and they're like tourist attractions, uh, and it's all about them improving their skills both as like technical uh, pilots of gondolas with you know oaring and all the stuff that is actually physically moving a boat through water and also just the like emotional work of being a like a service worker in a tourist industry um and all of these things are like form the plots of chill slice of life episodes about what it's like to uh, train to be uh, an indian uh, on a gondola yeah that's kind of what happens very little ha- like, there are slice of life plots uh, at some point, she goes back to the past briefly, but it's not—it's it's not really a thing. Don't worry about it. A sound describing it gives it more plot than it has. It's a very, very chill show. I mean, she interacts with the past multiple times, to- like at least twice. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Uh, look, weird things happen on Mars. Ghosts of Mars. John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Um, th- yeah, the manga apparently just has uh, Manholm as Earth and Aqua as Mars, like, in the notes. Like, just like when they say Aqua the first time or whatever, it just says Mars <laughs> as, like, sense. a footnote. But it is not yeah. in this anime at all. <laughs> no. Uh, and you told me that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but that's um, that's that's basically the show. Uh, uh, why did you choose this one? Um, I wanted something... Um... Let me think. Yeah, I picked Kaiba last time, and then Dirty Pair and Paranoia Agent. So I wanted something that was a little more on the chill side. And um, yeah, I think I struck gold, because this is like the chillest show I maybe (laughs) have ever seen. Like, to the point, like, this is not an insult, where I was, like, kind of falling asleep during the uh, first three episodes or so before it really started settling in. Um, But then, yeah, like, once it gets into it, it's just like a very... I would, I would, like, watch a couple after work, and it was just very, it was just a nice, you know, way to relax, I think. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's a very pleasant show. Uh, because in addition to just being, like, a pretty good slice of life show, it also has, the, like, a really good, mostly guitar-driven soundtrack. Yes. Just, like, noodly acoustic stuff. Um, as everyone goes about their day-to-day life in mars space venice (laughs) yes um it looks amazing too for like um especially because i i believe this is like you know i'm not completely familiar with um anime production around the early mid 2000s but like i believe this is using digi art and um it looks pretty sick um just the color palettes i think a lot of like nice oranges and it's all like really saturated and stuff and um i thought it was really pleasant to look at um Especially with how uh, how much focus there is on like the passage of time and uh, mm-hmm. like the different seasons, like there's a continuity to um, the episodes here that doesn't like overwhelm anything. But it's like a it's like I appreciate that it was a background element that the uh, the show tapped into more and more. Uh, yeah, no, I was I was really surprised by it because um i started out and i always enjoyed it right and and, but i was like oh this is just like a nice mid-tier slice of life show but it's actually genuine like it's it's really good i like all the characters Mm -hmm. i think most of the episodes are uh like but either chill or thoughtful or both there's only like one that i was like "Ah, that's kind of boring but even then didn't didn't like you know it wasn't like that bad it was just uh the the hit ratio was high yes um, on the slice of life episodes and a few of them were like true true classics i like the episode um with the couple uh that stays with them through the training i love yes, that one yes 
amazing episode, and I love the episode uh, that was all about uh, President Arya. Oh, really? Because uh, that's like the one episode I thought was bad. The like double episode. The... No, I like that one. I, the one I... I didn't like was the grandma one. No, I like the grandma one. Yeah, I like the grandma one. I um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't really. So I was thinking about the um. The paranoia agent mascot, uh, when with <laughs> yeah. uh, President Arya, because I don't know, he never liked clicked with me as like a cute uh, animal friend. Like he was fine, but oh, I love him. He's he's basically just a Moogle, and he's <laughs> he's constantly Oshawatting everywhere. Like that one clip of Oshawott going up the stairs. Uh, like he's he's not doing Pokemon noises, but it is similar the way he like every time he like moves. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is great. I love this little guy. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I quite enjoy. Uh, yeah, because all these um these these companies have different uh cat presidents as essentially their mascots. Although I think presumably they like I don't know. It's just they're you know they are labeled as the presidents, and you know at least President Arya seems to believe he does work for the company. <laughs> um, I think my favorite is maybe uh, the one that just shouts "ma" and uh, just like tackles President Arya every time. It's just it's like uh, it's one joke, but one. it got me every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that one's real cute. Yeah, it's got a, got a big mouth like a, ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, that stuff real good. Uh, what are someone else's like highlights from the show? Uh, beach episode is incredible. Beach I episode love it. is great. It's a good beach uh, episode. It, one, it's a huge training montage, which is always the best. Um, it's just like a nice time. It's like weirdly bittersweet. Uh, and everyone yells at everyone the entire time. Anytime that like the older, uh, women are yelling at the girls is a good time. That's like my favorite shit. Really just, just um, Akira is yelling. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I love Akira. She's so good. She's fantastic. That is me. That is me in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Scorpio representation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, um, it was surprising because, like, I've been watching the show, like, you know, I watch, like, two episodes every night, and I feel like by the time I was done, I was like, I don't know if I could describe the entire contents of a single episode, but I liked this show a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just kind of, like, came, like, watched in and out, and it was delightful to just sit and chill with, and that's great. Um, I feel like Slice of Life anime, to me, are, like, often, like, the ones I've watched are always about, like, oh, like, these one or two episodes are, like, really pleasant, and uh, otherwise it's just kind of, like, a background noise, but, like, I just want to, like go read the manga and just like live in this and have it on. Uh, and I love it. It's just nice. It's yeah. so pleasant. There's a real sense of like, you know, I- I'm not going to say I did a ton of research, but I read the uh, Wikipedia before this and, you know, it seems like there was some effort to like, um, they sent the production crew out to Venice before they started the show and they actually, you know, changed some of the animation work with the, uh, the gondola stuff to make it a little more accurate. And, um, uh, Kose Amano, um, she, like, I guess went to some effort to, like, make the, make the map of the city of Neo-Venezia, uh, like Venice, um, which, you know, I think there is a, like, sense of, um, it, it, it definitely feels like <laughs> somebody just dropped, like, Venice into, like, Mars, like, it does feel like that, but it also feels like, um, a built-out place at the same time, which is, like, a fun, um, like, tension, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I watch this on um, on Verve, uh, which means that I watch like the 480 SDP with like the like yellow subs, Perfect. like it's yes, like a bootleg DVD from the early aughts. Incredible way to watch this anime. Uh, I know there's a Blu-ray and it has like an English dub, and I would love to just vibe with the English dub at some point to see what that's like because. Um, so much of the show to me is just like it'd be a th- nice thing to have on like it's just relaxing and uh pleasant in a way that like i don't think of digipaint style shows as like beautiful shows to hang out in yeah um i usually go to the 90s for that and i mean in a lot of ways this is like sailor moon without any of the toku stuff right like it's just a bunch of girls who kind of have clashing personalities learning to get along and make goofy faces at each other as they go through like scenarios that are mostly like pretty sedate but always like about the human condition (laughs) yeah um i think that the first episode that really leapt out to me in that regard um and probably when when i started like setting up and trying to pay attention a bit more is like the fourth episode where um akari finds this young girl uh who Mm -hmm. asks her to deliver this letter to um to someone and she's basically like getting with the mailman uh, to try to track this person down. And eventually she finds out that this person um, has, has an old address that's like, you know, miles across the sea. So she like hitches a ride on this like uh, steampunk guy's um, <laughs> scooter. They fly over there and uh, he'd like tragically died uh, during like the terraforming process. Um, so they kind of like pay their respects to his gravesite, and then it turns out that you know this letter um the the girl that gave this letter to akari um is like some kind of manifestation of the past which she occasionally taps into and uh i don't know that was just like a wild moment for me um and it was just it, it was cool to um there's like an appreciation for the past, like what it took to make this place the way it is that I appreciated. And the show kind of gets into at some points. Um, yeah, that's the stuff I found. Like, I feel like it makes me a cartoon person on some level. Mm-hmm. It does. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm watching this show and I'm like, uh, what, okay, about, the how- what yes. about the material conditions? the material conditions? But then, but then the show is literally about this. We and our day-to-day lives are a reflection of the love and and the like joy of the settlers. Yes. And I'm like, okay, this isn't just like background stuff. This is like the text of the show in a way that I think is mostly interesting. Like, I don't think it's like the Aria secretly the problematic, um, but I do think it is like a really interesting friction because of how much it like commits to it. Like, uh, like Aqua isn't. Um, just a cool place to hang out that they made up for a show right like the show is interested in its history yes how it exists why the world is the way it is and like the processes that lead these things to happen and it portrays all these things fairly like honestly but also with just um a uh, layer of like and through love it's all good and fine yeah like it's it's extremely idyllic in a way that's like yes it definitely grinded against my brain a little bit but in a way where i'm like i'm being a little ridiculous (laughs) i um i it's like the shirobako of exploring space (laughs) right (laughs) um the thing thing i like about that is that it it's a because it's about a city that's like what 200 years old like a society that's like 200 years old at the most or whatever um they don't really like explicitly say but there's been like 
like maybe three or four generations from like people who were harvesting ice out of the Martian rock. Um, and, uh, you get the sense that like the show is aware that people's like aspirations and dreams like form together to create a society that reflects the people that is within it yes. in a way that like is really good. Like, because all of the girls have dis- different, disparate goals and personalities, but they all live and breathe in the space that changes through their actions in it. And they are changed by it. And that's just what it is to live in the world. And that stuff, yes. I think the show is like really cognizant of. Uh, yeah, no, I would agree. I think that's stuff when it's at its best. Like there are, there's a few, like the part where it was like, mm, uh, was when uh, the terraforming started working and they were like, this means the planet's accepting us. We have been the good colonists. And <laughs> yes. I was like, uh, you've walked up to the line there um, on the show. Uh, but generally speaking, I do think it does um, this stuff mostly really well in that like a lot of, you know, um, this kind of slice of life stuff focuses around ideas of uh interpersonal conflicts that have reached the conclusion of through effort and like trusting each other we can um we can overcome the like structures that are causing us conflict which is the plot of a lot of anime right uh this is we talk about this on all the shonen stuff but in like this genre it, it, and in this show specifically and because of where it's set it is like literally about doing a job it's about how you do a job and work through that and i found that like a much more honest framing of it um I, I spent a lot of the time thinking about like Kiki's delivery service in this, which is another mm. uh, movie that does the similar thing. But I think this is a much much better at it. Uh, Kiki's posits that like, uh, you know, she's like actively being worn down by that world. Well, also, she uh, she goes out and like starts her own business, living on her yes. own in like an attic, and it's like seen as like a good thing. Like this show is about the way in which you need right. a community and mentorship. Like there needs to be support structures to make people flourish and be the thing they want to be. Totally. It's 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 strange because like Kiki's is like the systems of capitalism are that themselves inspiring and bring out the spirits of people. Whereas this is more about like. If we wanted it to be like doing menial work, and not even menial, like labor, and specifically in this show, like service labor, right, is something that can have its own purpose. No, no one is portrayed as doing this for money in this, right? Well, like, yeah, the there's no, there's no yeah. capitalist framework. Like, there's labor and there's yes. jobs, but th- this could just be like a communist utopia. There, it wouldn't change anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so it's like there's two ways to read it. Which is one, it's reading it as saying that like through being a good like hostess or you know any kind of service job right you are making everyone's lives better which is like uncomfortable but the other lens is like no this stuff is work and meaning in itself and this is like a valuable thing that people do and like i like that lens of it yeah even in post-capitalism sometimes you're going to go going to want to go somewhere to like a restaurant and you're going to have a server there right like yeah and there's um i appreciate that there's like um it's like this constant balance they have to strike, right? Because they also have these people, um, you don't get a ton of time with them, but there's, uh, this guy named Akats- Akatsuki who, um, is working. He's great. Yeah. Who's, uh, like working in these, um, essentially these like hot air balloon cities that like, um, manage the atmosphere. And there's also this guy named Al who is a gnome. Um, who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like lives underground and like make sure that the planet is, um, appropriately like the gravity is working. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, it is the sense of like, okay, everyone loves hanging out in Aria, but they all have to do their part to like 
make it that way, which, yes. you know, is cool. Uh, yeah, so I ended up mostly, like, really, um, really liking that stuff. Uh, having been primed for, like, you know, through some of the things I was reminded of, like, oh, is this going to be, like, bad and uncomfortable? And actually, no, I think it's mostly um, just a really good show about the, like, effort and work it takes to do a job. Um, like, the, yeah, my favorite episode is the one where they're training, right? And they, um, the whole episode is about how, like, it is not, when you are in a job that is interfacing with people, it is not necessarily the, like, uh, mechanical, uh, like, skill that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the labor is the interacting with people and the emotional labor, and not in, like, a gotcha type way, right? That's literally what the, the show is about what it means to, like, make other people happy professionally, uh, in a way that feels non, non-condescending. Uh, and so I mostly really, really like that stuff. I think it was very, very good. It means it means when that lady wants to watch you do your work because she's watched you on you like watch gondoliers on YouTube. You're like, yeah, sure, we can go around and have a good time today. <laughs> that, so, he, so she comes in and she's like a gondola fan, and she's with her her like uh, new husband on a honeymoon, and he is just kind of there, and he's kind of grumpy because he's like, yeah, we'll do a romantic gondola ride, then I'll get laid or whatever. And it's not played in those terms with the show for kids, but he's definitely that kind of reluctant husband. Yes, and she's. He's like, oh no, we won't, we won't bother you for your training. She's like, we'll stay here for your whole training. I'm stoked to be in a slice of life plot. <laughs> me too. That's me. I'm like, oh, I watch a shit on YouTube. I want to see you do it for real. <laughs> yeah, we should also aspire to be this way. I really enjoyed where when uh, Akira like, uh, I think she flips his um like guidebook into the sea because she's annoyed <laughs> that like he's not looking at the city around him, which is uh definitely a mood. Yeah, uh, that stuff's all really good. Uh, Akira's great. Akira's yes, so good. She's really good. Um, uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, I was just thinking about, um, I think it's the 11th episode where it's like the winner has just hit and um, Akira, um, what's her name, Alicia and Athena are all at Aria Company, and then they just are telling uh, the main trio about when they were the main trio, and had, um, in, in Akira's case, was, like, identical to Aika um, <laughs> in, like, personality, and then they were also having their own um, misadventures. Uh, but then there's that nice, like, bittersweet aspect to it, where it's, like, there's this continuity to their, uh, to, like, oh, okay, you know, They'll train people under them, and then they'll become the uh, the the prima undines uh, and so forth. Um, but they're not going to be like kids forever. They're not going to be like you know in this slice of life situation forever. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to find ways to enjoy things in their own way. Uh, the thing, which was the nice. Thi- the thing I like about that episode is that it's they they're trying to impart the message of enjoy being a trio now because eventually you have to break up and go your own mm. ways and be adults, but they are not broke like right. they're hanging out together <laughs> but, like, that's the, what i was thinking the because, thing, they're, the thing yeah. they're telling them is is kind of true but only in the way that like when you're an adult you don't hang out with your friends as much as you'd like you're always like oh i wish we did this more but that doesn't mean you're not doing it like you're still like doing it the best you can maintain the relationship as much as you're able to totally. um, it just looks different and i like the way i like the ways in which the show is aware that like 
they are saying this thing that just is like factually isn't true. They're all sitting in a room together, hanging out. <laughs> Cause she, she ends up she's like, Oh, in a few years I'll be an adult. And then all my joy will be gone. But then the, the, the show's about how that's like not even close to true. Uh, like the entire show, every plot is on some level about like people discovering like joy in life in aspects where they didn't think you could find it. Right. Like it's yeah. about finding like human connections and joy in these, uh, small plots and episodes. Um, and so she hugging me like, oh, soon my idyllic teen years will be gone and I'll never be happy again. It's kind of a good, it's a pretty good joke because the show knows that that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious, like, I assume as it goes on that we will get to the point where they, I would like to see, like, the girls are now, like, mentors to younger girls even. I assume that mm-hmm. gets there. Because I looked at Castle, like, there's a lot of characters I do not recognize in this list. Yeah, I, I, I might continue at some point, because uh, I would love to know as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, but, uh. Had a had a great time with the show. Why why didn't you like the episode that was all about the cat? What is wrong with you people that you don't like Joy? <laughs> it's just it was just like it was go- it was like a gag episode in a way that like the show had not been before and wasn't after, and I just didn't vibe with it at all. That's okay. I guess that makes sense. I do. I just like the I like the gags. I like the you know it had a good ending. Um, yeah, it, was, it like it's not like I like hated it. It's just like I'm like this yeah. is not this is not what I'm looking for out of this show. I can go to other shows that are like more about these sorts of gags if I want that. Mm-hmm. Part of that is I I don't think um I don't think that like I like I like I like I like Ma a lot but I don't think like Arya is like an interesting mascot particularly he's fine he's cute but like oh, yeah I was way more into uh, Arya than everyone else I guess yeah yeah that's fair um I did like uh like just the text appearing on screen to like explain his uh personal mind state like I, I got some chuckles out of that but. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I didn't hate it. I just, it, I think it's the weakest episode in the in the show. <laughs> but also, this is like one of the better shows that we've watched, and like one of the best slice of life shows I've seen. So you know, yeah, it's it's just really good. <laughs> yeah, uh... Ma's great though. That whole I could just watch Ma like walk around <sighs> and meow for an hour. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole episode dedicated to introducing Ma, just going Ma for like every two seconds. I'm like, that's great. This is entertainment right here. Yeah, no. How do you how do you uh how how do you make the cute cat in the show where you you have a mascot? You just destroyed your mascot. <laughs> yep. Better cat. Uh I mean there's a lot of cute cats in that show. Yes. And they'll have radically different designs. Yep. Because uh, Arya to me is just a Moogle. Yes. Uh, that's all I saw. I know, uh, I guess, like, the um, paranoia uh, agent um, little guy makes sense as well. But <laughs> yes. Me having Final Fantasy brain, I'm like, oh, that's a Moogle. Just literally just a Moogle. <laughs> yes, I see um, that too, for sure. <laughs> and then uh, there's the, like, <laughs> like regal one from the other place. And then there's Ma. Yep. There's the, there's the ghost girl who's a cat, maybe. Unclear. Yeah, and then like in the other episode, they're like cats are the bridge between the past and the present. So like, <laughs> yes. I love all that. the cats are magical, <laughs> which makes sense why they make them presidents of their companies, I guess. And that bit's great because like when um she's in the past, uh, Arya's there and has like a regular cat. Yes, <laughs> a regular cat on his head. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Like, Arya d- doesn't seem to have aged at all. Like, in that, uh, past episode, um, when it's just the, uh, the, the older women being, uh, the, the old trio, uh, he just seems like he was chilling. Yeah. He's having a good time. Yeah. He's the president. That's right. <laughs> I don't know how much older the, uh, uh characters who are like you know the the other trio is meant to be yeah uh i want to say i want to say um i want to say that alicia's like 19 oh i was gonna say early 20s and and akari's 15 so okay yeah yeah she is 19 at the start of the series yeah so the gap so assume that the gap is like five years right because she was like a young prodigy or whatever I, I was thinking okay. this was like a decade or, or fifteen years later, so that makes a lot well, of yeah. sense. She's uh, she's anime adult, which is any range between <laughs> seventeen and thirty six. Because yes. yes. I was like, <laughs> I was watching that episode and I've been like, okay, I'm reading this as like their college age, they're like twenty one, looking back on these like actual teenagers, and that's the the read I'm giving, which I think isn't in, inaccurate to what the show's doing. But I'm in the back of my mind thinking she could be seventeen. That I could be, I could be well off. There yeah. could be like three years between these people. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, why I thought that is because the uh, the quote unquote grandmother is so much older than any other um, <laughs> like of the workers you see in the show that I just sort of assumed yes. that there would have to have been like a larger gap of time. But nah, she kept on rowing for years. She loved that shit. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you like, if you start apprenticing at fifteen and then you're you're nineteen, like that's a whole that's a whole like thing you know yeah yes yes no that, that, there's definitely a gap but you know the, the i was watching this being like i'm this could totally be a situation where there's some anime aging going on yes absolutely <laughs> any like generational show about like the adults versus the teenagers like this could go anywhere there's no way to know uh, but yeah that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all children to me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have any more uh, any more things we want to get out about Arya? It's been kind of a short one. Yeah, it's like I'm sort of impressed that we've been able to say as much as we have because like show is great, but then there's also like an episode like the hot spring episode. It's like what are you supposed to say about that? They go to a hot <laughs> spring. It's awesome. Uh, they they play some games. They go back in the hot spring and it's winter. That's kind of oh, the yeah. episode. <laughs> I guess it's some like formal notes. Uh, I-, I was surprised at how like just not even slightly horny the show is, and not even in like necessarily a qualitative way. Like you know, uh, t- totally fine with slice of life shows doing that. I'm not trying to um, be a puritan about anime, and <laughs> definitely not that. Uh, but I do think the show has like a for like actual children quality that some other shows d- don't have. Right? Yes. Uh, like. When Love Life does the beach episode, it is framed differently to how this uh, this show frames it, um, and also like every episode is introduced with like a montage of uh, uh, President Arya's actions in relation to the episode as like a weird preview, not quite thing. Um, it's it almost a- it's almost like the old like kids cartoon, like this is the moral of the yes. episode thing <laughs> that yes. American cartoons yeah. would have at the end. It has a very uh, this is a children's show feel in a way that uh, not a lot of these... I don't associate with a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which are obviously still four kids but like you know it's, it just has a different vibe sometimes yeah and they're they're trying to hit you know different audiences there too in a way that is a little frustrating sometimes so yes yes i definitely i definitely appreciated that sometimes you just want no horny zone yeah it's just it's just a good vibe yeah uh, the OP being over like footage every time and the not having an actual like that. opening. Is yeah, good. love it. Uh, I was surprised how much I liked it because when I realized that's what they were doing, I was like, "Oh, we're never going to get an OP." And then by like episode four, I was like, "Oh, no, actually, it, it, it suits the vibes of the show really." Like the first the first episode does it, and she like she's waking up and she's going downstairs to breakfast. She's and like every time it feels like that. It feels like just the slowest start to like the laziest morning you've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it doesn't stop the plot. Like usually, a little bit of plot happens during the OP, but it still knows an OP is playing. So it's not like there's a conversation or a scene there. Really, it just sits in the moment so much longer than they normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it has a really good effect on like the tone of uh, being in the world in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good song too. Athena, she really can sing. <laughs> That's true. That's what we learned in the flashback. Yes. <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, Alicia uh, is basically every other line is ara ara. It's good. Yes. It's so good. I started muttering that so to good. myself midway through. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh. Oh, and checked how they did it in the dub. That she just has to say "my my" all the time. It doesn't really <laughs> get the vibe across. When do when do we get to the crossover potential where you don't have to localize RR anymore and can just say it? We're already there, but it's insufferable in a different way because now this is in the line with like a bunch of dubs just put memes in the show. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we're already at that point. I'm just saying, like at some point we cross the we cross the rice balls to hamburgers or donuts divide, <laughs> and at some point we're gonna cross the RR divide where people can just know what that is. It just has a different context of someone. Like, are people in dubs calling? I guess it depends on dubs. Some people will say senpai in dubs. And yeah. It doesn't. It's not weird. So if you, I, they can manage to just like hit that line, they can. But like, I worry it'll just come off like yes, that someone is, on Twitter that is saying still, that is still like a culture war happening over whether you use honorifics and dubs. I guess so. I'm not against it, but I do think there's like a way to. All this stuff is hard because the way it's used, like in actual culture in the West, is like you just sound like a huge obnoxious weave. Yes. <laughs> um, so if so, if someone starts saying "rr" a bunch, it means something different uh, here. But I, I I don't know how it goes with the dub. I don't know how much of the rest of these are dubbed. I bet less of them get dubbed over time. Yeah, I'd like to. I definitely like to check it out. Um, uh, whenever I check out the next series, um, because you know, it can be nice to just sit in a dub sometimes and yeah, soak it almost, all in. Yeah, I've almost finished dubbing Log Horizon Three. Let's go. Like three episodes away from that. So yeah, then I can watch it. And you can watch it. Exactly. No database. So I've been betrayed. It's fine. It's not fine. It's not it's fine. fine. It's fine. They'll, they'll play it at some point. I know they will. Uh, I don't know if they will. I bet at some point in the show they will. I just don't think that. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, you know, season seven at the the yes. end of Big Battle, they're going to play database and we're all going to pop. Play database and I'm going to pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> database trending. God. Uh, do we have anything more to say about uh, Aria? Or is, is it just a short episode this week? I, I think, think it might just be a short, short episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Liv, where do you uh, 
Where do you want people to find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, No Love Deep Trans, uh, where I tweet. Um, I also have been starting making some music, so you can find that too. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. You can find me at headfallsoff at twitter.com. You can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com and listen to them. They're very good. There's good podcasts. Uh, yeah, you just rolled into plugs. We have a, another one of these coming up in like three weeks. That's so, part of plugs. Uh, yeah. Uh, next time, we are watching uh, Blue Blazes or Aoi Hono, which is the uh, television drama about, uh, <laughs> based on the manga by Kazuhika Shimamoto about his time in college with uh, Hideaki Anno, Hiroyuki Yamaga, and Takami Akai. Um, oh, shit. So yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be a wild time. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, I've had this on uh, uh, legally obtained in my media library <laughs> for years, <laughs> waiting to watch it. So I'm excited to get a chance. Yeah, that sounds uh, sick. Yeah. So that'll be in about three weeks, and then after that, I think we have penciled in. Um, what's that? What's that called? Place for the universe? Is that the name of that anime? I believe so. Yeah, that's not verified yet, but you know it's probably coming up on the docket. So uh, that'll be next month. Um, yeah. might be changed uh, yeah. I don't think it will be but uh, we'll see we'll that, find, you, we'll find that you can find me on twitter at em underscore being uh, you can support patreon at patreon.com slash normal mapping we're almost done with Gundam X we're done with uh, Ghost of Shell standalone complex uh, yeah moving on to uh, endless waltz and then uh, turn a Gundam uh, soon so look forward to that uh, I have a podcast called in an airplane which we are recording our last it's a Ghibli rewatch podcast or watch podcast we're watching uh Irrigan the witch uh coming up this week so we're good we're done basically but if you want to see people talk about that because uh, all I've seen is like bad YouTube essays about how the Ghibli model could never work in CG and I, I don't believe that I don't think that's true um you can uh, listen to us try to be nice about it because uh, I'm pulling for Goro. We stand Goro in this house. <laughs> uh, yes. Someone just retweeted an old tweet of, um, uh, I have to bring this up, sorry, on the podcast, of Miyazaki talking about the wind rises and being like, people on the, in the, in, in on the team were like we're making a movie about a guy who like designed bombers and, my, and it says my own wife said this to me which <laughs> and I yet have... and yet he did it he still did and it yet he did it <laughs> i stand miyazaki's wife going what the fuck are you doing dude yep <laughs> god <laughs> yeah good podcast yeah uh that's it everyone go home that's it. yeah thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye Peace out.